Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to BT Talks. Today, I have a, a very special guest, Sam Palmer, uh, who is actually right now in Monaco. He was previously uh, in Los Angeles. He's a great guy, entrepreneur. He is the founder of Staffing Properties, and he will be joining us within a minute or so. I see Sam. Here he is. Sam, you're amazing. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, you know. Uh, in Miami, weather is great. I'm at the office right now, actually. Uh, I usually come in the morning, get a lot of things done, but all is good here. <laughs> well, you guys do go to an office. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, no, we, we actually have uh, some offices a little bit everywhere. And look, not everybody goes there, but at least, you know, you have space for yourself and you can get a lot of things done. So it's yeah. good. Nice. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for uh, being a guest on my show. Um, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So you're actually right now in Monaco, right? Yeah, in Monaco at the moment. Um, I literally just got back from kids' football match. <laughs> so ap apologies for my attire, but that is why. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, it's all about uh, just being raw, authentic yourself. We don't need a suit up or anything, so it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I usually like to start, you know, the, the show with uh, asking the question, who is Sam Palmer and what is your journey to founding Staffing Properties? Um, I suppose it's been said a few times that we lived in, obviously, the, the manor um, with my fiance, Petra Eccleston. Um, I saw there was a gap in the market for staffing. Um, and I believe we're the only agency that lives with household staff. Um, so we started the business just over a year ago. Um, within the pandemic, um, which, as I've said many times, is probably the worst time to ever start a business. So it was, uh, um, especially with, I actually had this conversation before we started. I actually said, my industry is a recession-proof industry. And then when a pandemic hit, I realized it was not um, because it involves people coming in contact with other people. Of um, course. But there's always a silver lining, you know, and like starting a business in a, in a difficult time. Um, so how so tell us about staffing properties uh, so people understand, you know. Um, so we um, provide domestic staff. We're a recruitment company, uh, provide domestic staff mainly for large estates. Um, but if you were in a one bedroom apartment and wanted a housekeeper, we would also provide you the, the same housekeeper as you would get in a large estate. Um, but we're, we're mainly focused on. Um, looking at what people's needs are and giving advice on what's the best way we can make that happen for you um, and the most cost-effective way. Um, so it's not about upselling the client and just trying to ram staff everywhere down their throats, um, which is a lot of agencies do. It's about looking at their house, looking at their lives, looking at their needs, because staffing a home is, is incredibly expensive. For sure. And are you so are you serving, I guess, Los Angeles, London, other cities around the world or how? Yeah, we do what we've done this year, London, L.A., Monaco, um, New York, uh, Aspen. We've done a couple of jobs there. Um, we've actually done a couple in Miami. Um, OK. And it seems Miami is the, the hot place at the moment. Right now it is. It's true. So there, there is definitely opportunity for staffing properties, you know, to offer its services here, for sure. I think we, what we've done this year 
is because of the pandemic, we don't know obviously how things are going. Um, we're taking on roles we want to work on. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going out trying to find lots of clients at the moment. Um, we're, we're being sensible with the business. So we've got a business when it comes back. Um, so how do you operate during the pandemic? What are the, like, is there, is there, I assume there's some challenges, but, you know, during the pandemic, if you have staffing in a house, is there any specific measures? Or? The, firstly, the, the challenge is I'm on a different time zone to my team. Um, I set up in LA and now I live in Monaco. Um, I've actually only been on the same time. I've actually been in the same office as my brand new team for one month of the whole business. Um, So that's a, that was a challenge in itself, but in some ways we've just sort of rolled with it. Um, We've realized um, that a lot of people are sort of adapted. Everyone's different. Some people are COVID freaks and want to, and some are not. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're quite very very COVID precautious, um, mm-hmm. and some are not. Um, some have downsized their staff. Some haven't. Um, some want to live with lots of staff. Some don't. It really depends, person by person. If you've got lots of children, that probably makes your probably staff load a little bit bigger um, because there's a lot more people in the house. But also, the size of the house will dictate. Of so you're you're the founder and CEO of Staffing Properties. So how big of a team do you have, and do you work? I mean, I I assume from Monaco you work from distance, and technology has helped a lot. Um, but how do you work with your team, and how many people are you working with? We're working at the moment. We've probably got a core twenty five clients, um, and it's just me and one other at the moment. Um, so we are literally. I'm not just the face and thing i'm actually doing it day to day actually finding and if you're looking for a job you've you definitely have spoken to me before um, <laughs> so i think that obviously with any business you've got to be hands-on at the beginning um and that's why what i'm wary of at the moment is taking on too many people um we had three uh to, we had four to start with we're down to two um but we've got to look at the long-term future of the business i'm I'm always looking for someone who, if someone can bring me something, if someone said to me tomorrow, I'm a recruiter in Miami, um, I've got a good uh, high, ultra high net worth uh, sort of contact list, I want to do something with you. The answer is let's, let's do it. Um, of course. But yeah. the, 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 problem, the problem you have is training people. So exactly. you know, bring people, I want people to obviously be able to come in and give the same service that I'm going to give. That's the difficulty about working from home. About it is. It's true. And, and I, yeah, I see that. I come from uh, prior being into real estate. I was in the hospitality industry for a little while. And I trained in Switzerland at uh, mm-hmm. Ecole Hôtelière de Lausanne, which is uh, the best in, in hospitality. And it's true yeah. that after when I went in, in different places, they were very particular on the training. And it's something you know, to, to learn about and, and also understand different cultures, different places. But it's very important, whatever business you're, you are, the, the training you have. Without a doubt. And that, that, that's, the, that's what I think we're going to see in a lot of industries. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone's got used to working from home. I think we'll probably all agree now that we're all a little bit bored with it. And it's good and not good. Right. You know, there's, 
there's a reason I, I go to the office pretty much every day, at least half of the day, and then I have appointments. But, you know, you come in the morning, you get a little coffee, you get your calls, your emails, no distractions, you know. <laughs> Especially, look, I'm working from home with four children. It's very wow. difficult yeah. um, with homeschooling and everything like that. It's difficult. Um, I can't wait to get back to an office. I miss human contact. Um, I miss people. Um, so I think that that's kind of where I'm at. And at the moment, we I've speaking to a few people to bring them on to the team, but I'm being very, very selective and careful. But I think that's the biggest thing. I think we all miss people. So that's why, you know, the office at some point will come back in a different way. We will yeah. work much more from home, but it will be more like maybe half a week, you know, and then the other half we go to the office, but we need that human element. Yeah, and look, a real estate agent is very similar to me. Yeah. Recru re recruitment real estate agents and car salesmen, they're very similar. Uh, similar yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's the process is kind of the same. Yeah, we have a few of our okay. friends that, yeah. A few of yeah, our friends just Alex joined the chat. Chris. Chris, Alex, Sam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's lo lots of them on. Hello, everyone. That's Sorry great. to bore you. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. So I also wanted to know, so prior to starting Staffing Properties, uh, what was your, your path and, you know, what did you do prior, prior to that and going to LA? In London, um, I worked within luxury cars uh, for eight years. Um, then I went to Australia and I'd done recruitment um, for another seven and a half years yeah. um, in a niche field as well. Um, and then LA we've uh, started recruitment again recruitment's in my blood um uh, i'd like to be i'd love to be a real estate agent um i know it's a lot of honestly it's it's fascinating i mean i i love it i love what i do i love i think you know in real estate you have to love people first yeah besides besides you know the property aspect which is amazing to see whether you're in miami in london in la to see all these exceptional homes I have to say it, but you have to love people more than anything and you have to also understand them. I think that's a very important skill, you know, dealing with uh, different clients, understanding what they want, go, understanding what they're going through as well, you know, because everybody's going through different things in life. And knowing your market, um, if you're in that luxury high-end market, um, of course. or if you're in the $200,000 market, yep. um, know your market, know where, what to do, who you're targeting, don't be a jack of all trades and go go for all the markets because it, it, they're completely different markets. 100%. Um, yeah, it's one thing that I've looked at a few times as a real estate agent, more so after living in America and seeing how lucrative it is. Um, it's, a great, it's a great role, but I don't think a lot of people actually see the hard work that agents actually put in. Yeah, um, I think we're going to... Oh, you just advertise a house, sell it. It's so easy. <laughs> but I think more and more now, as we can see in all the discussions we had, whether, you know, it's through Instagram or Clubhouse and everything. I think, you know, people, and we'll talk about Clubhouse right after because I think it's an interesting topic, but more and more people are looking to really see what real estate agents or anybody in any business is doing behind the scenes. Not, I think it's one thing of showing properties, of showing the lifestyle, um, and it was for a while, but now it's really being uh, yourself and authentic and showing the good times and the less good times. I think that is very important. Well, I, I and what's even funnier is I was told this by a, a recruitment guru in 2013, I think it, I'll say, that he came out and said, your personal brand is going to be everything. Kind of what like Daniel Daggers says now. Yeah. Uh, 
he, he he's very much on it and he's been doing it for a few years this um this guy told us it and said you need to all get your social medias and everything and i honestly came out of that uh meeting at that seminar and just said what what is this guy on about and i laughed and I, he couldn't have been more correct on everything in what he said that day and he saw the future um and sure. now people like myself are playing catch up but in my industry still there's not many recruiters using instagram using all the tools so i i'm trying to use it now everything that's available yeah. But it's interesting also, we had this discussion in one of the rooms in Clubhouse, but how, you know, in America, everybody's actually really onto social media, all the platforms. And then you look at the UK or Europe where they're trying, they're like, it's a little, it's different. <laughs> America, for me, especially the real estate agents, I will say, are literally light years in front of everyone else. They, they've understood it for a long time. I'm thinking of people like, uh, James Harris and I love him. He's great. Dave yeah. Harms, uh, Josh Altman, very good on. Uh, they know their markets. They know what they're trying to do. They're showing things. They're out there. People can Santiago. They they're all Fre uh, Frederick Eklund. They're they're all brilliant actually. When you look at them yeah. all, Homer. There's so many of them. Um, there's actually very few. There's a couple of agents in LA that don't really have the Instagram, and actually a couple of the top agents they've got though obviously a very good client base and track record. Um, but I think that newer person does need to be seen. Uh, yeah. and, and the more you're out there, the more people know who you are. Yeah, And it's also the personality, you know, I don't know personally, uh, James Harris, but what I see his personality is very open minded. And that makes a difference, you know, in Santiago. Uh, I know Santiago is a very nice guy. He's very open minded. And he, he does things right. I mean, besides selling 20, 30, $50 million properties, um, he's just an open and reachable guy. Same thing for James. And I think there's very few in our, in our industry and hopefully it'll become, you know, more and more, but um, that are good people like that, that know their market extremely well. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, when you blend all of that, that makes a big difference. I think that's it. And I think what they do is they offer advice to people. They're yeah. not, if yourself uses one of their tricks to get a client, it doesn't matter. They're going to have yeah. their own clients. They want to educate people. They want everyone to be better. They want the crappy agents not to really exist. People who are top of their industry like competition. Um, it's, <laughs> um, so it's there. That's, that's in any industry. I want to go up against the best guy. I don't want to go up against the weakest guy. There's, there's no challenge. Um, of course. If you're going up against a bad salesman, you're going to win. Hopefully if you're not, you probably should get another job. Um, so I think it, people like that, they, they offer insight. And, and that's where leads us to really Instagram and things like that. Why I even come on these talks and things like that, because I've seen others that I enjoy watching. It's the same. You know, the reason I'll, I'll say it again, but it's the reason I started my BT Talks a few months ago. And I was, you know what? I don't need a big production. I love people. I have quite a few contacts all over the world. Let's just launch something with Instagram Live have simple conversations about real estate, business, life, um, you know, just uh, simple conversations. And actually, you know, then you stay consistent with, you know, producing the episodes. And now we're on the 43rd episode, I believe. And it's actually, you know, it, it's something that I love doing and people love it. And again, it's not polished or anything, you know, I don't need to edit anything. I'm, I'm like, there we go.
you know, up into football. It's and I think that is exactly it. I think when you you were probably the same as me when you did your first one, you were so nervous. You think you know, you're so, so millions yeah. of people at the Super Bowl half time all of a sudden, but yeah. then then afterwards you kind of look at it and you don't care how many people are watching. Um, if one person watches it and enjoys it, then great. Um, yeah. That's, that's but a, you know, it's it's funny. So my first one was actually with uh, our friend Chris Boswell. So yes. <laughs> it was actually funny. It was Not a very good. good one. Very good one. Um, I did it actually from one of our new developments here, the Ritz-Carlton residences in Miami Beach. We did a little tour of the residences. It was really cool. But the video, for some reason, and it's not something in my control, where, you know, Chris's face was kind of like smashed a bit. <laughs> so, you know, it's Chris was like, how do I do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not, you know, into the whole, you know, Instagram. I don't know what happened. But it was the first one. It was a fun conversation, you know, and I always look back at it. Um, it was the first episode. <laughs> do you know what? I've not actually watched back any of mine. Not one. I've not, not, not looked back at it. I just look at it and think, no, well, that was fun. I, I met a new guy and I met someone else. The amount of people that I've met. And that's what I always say on these. I'm not doing this to sit here and say, I am the best recruiter in the world. Come and see me. And you're not doing it because of real estate. I'm doing it to say, this helped me in my business. I hope you can take something from it too. Um, of course. Like, a lot of people watching... You may not even ever have house stuff. Um, but what I want you to say, what I, I hope people, or the right person who watched it, because that's what I've done, is I took from it, wow, these guys are putting up themselves out there. They're giving some interesting content of something that I am, I'm interested in. Yep. And I'm taking this, that they're, they're using free tools to it's promote their value. business. And, as and, long as, yeah. And getting marketing out there. And I just think, wow. And... I've seen a few friends of mine at the moment, obviously struggling with coronavirus and things like that. And I've said to them, have you done this? Have you done YouTube? Have you done this? Have you... No, 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 You know no. why? Because people are overthinking. And I think it's yeah. like the fear, the, the biggest thing is fear. People are, you know, are, have fear of producing something that is not perfect. Producing, how do I look? Is my hair good? You know, all these little things. And at the end, they never do anything. And I think we all suffered from this in a way, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, all of us, you know, and then it's like, you, you get going, you start it and then you like, you don't stop. I mean, I already have lined up an amazing guest in the next few weeks coming up and I do it. I put it on all platforms. You know what? If I have five views, okay. If I have 50 views, amazing. If I have 300 views, it's good, but it keeps, you know, a good conversation. I, 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 I want to add value. And uh, usually, I mean, I get a lot of uh, good comments. So, you know. <laughs> Here's something for anyone watching and they want a, that push of why to do it. So, so listen, listen up to Sam. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to give a good story of why to do it. So I was, I'd done my first one on my own. I've been on a guest with Real Talk, who I think are amazing. Um, yeah, they're awesome. And I then done one with David Palms. Um, about the sale of the manor and living in the manor because I thought pe people are interested in it. They always ask me questions about what it was like. So we've done, we done exactly this. The Wall Street Journal contacted David Parnes after it and said, we'd like to speak to Sam. I then got to do um, an interview with a Wall Street Journal. Like when, when I think back now, my company was four years, four months old um, and we, would, we were in a pandemic and I'm now sitting and talking to an, uh, a journalist uh, from the Wall Street Journal 
about setting things up, etc. Um, and then from that, I was approached by four to five production companies um, to make a TV show on my business. Now, if I had go. never done that Instagram Live, I would never have got that opportunity. That is the power of social media. Um, it, is, it has a, a reach, a global reach. And you never know what can happen. You know, you may have someone reach out to you. I mean, I had a lot of people reach out to me through my BT Talks, through my social media for different opportunities. And uh, simply because they liked what I do, they saw I brought value. And I think everybody brings something to the table. If you do it with passion, you know what you're doing and you bring great guests. I mean, the past BT Talks that I just did last week with my good friend, John Wilson, he's an amazing guy. And I had comments up to today Ben, your BT Talks with John Wilson was amazing. And it's, I think we were very natural. We had a great conversation. We had a great chemistry. And it's the same thing. I mean, I feel an amazing chemistry with you. You're in Monaco. I'm in Miami. We have a simple conversation. Yeah. You know? And um, that's, I think, what it is. It's just, um, it's just fun. Get on. Hopefully someone else takes something from it. But then maybe one day someone's watched this and they're thinking i'm gonna to move to miami i need a real estate oh i know ben there, he, there you go a real estate agent. I, that's I, how it works it's, well you know believe it or not i have people who reach out to me for that uh, over the past you know few weeks few months through my bt talks through you know through all these different things so same as me yeah. I, my clients have nearly all came come through social media well today i mean look you know daniel daggers you know said it and i think you know He's inspiring a lot of people. Hopefully, he'll be able to make a massive change in the UK. I hope so, really. Yeah. Um, because he's, his, he, he, he traveled in a lot of places. He has a lot of experience. He sees how it is in the US. And I hope he can you know, uh, break the UK system. And, and because there's fantastic agents that I know, we, we know in the UK. Yeah. And, and there's like a barrier. And I'm like, I feel bad for them because they could do so well, you know? Yeah, I think, look, this, the UK is the people that live there, especially the older generation. Some of them are not ready for yeah. real estate agents, recruiters, etc., being on social media and being out there because it's a different concept to what they're used to. But yeah. the younger generation certainly are. Um, sure. And the younger generation are going to be the people buying houses. Exactly. Look, so now we, I'm looking at the comments. We have Mia who wants to do a BT Talks with me. Sure, me, I'm going to DM you after and we'll, we'll set one up in the next few weeks. We have Alvaro who says hello. We have oh, how Jennifer. Are... And we have Jennifer from both. Jennifer from Boulder, uh, who loves your concept, Sam. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. So the, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about is your, your launch of your podcast. I think it's something that's very dear yeah. to your heart, to you and your wife. Tell us about your podcast. Um, so this really started as a joke, I've got to be honest with you. Um, the, <laughs> we, I was going to launch a business podcast. Um, just from this, I wanted to take it into podcast. I have, I'm, I'm a real technophobe and have literally zero idea how to do anything like that. Um, so... I decided I was going to do it. And I said to Petra, wouldn't it be cool if I had you as the first guest? And then we, I said, what about actually if we did it together? Um, so we've decided to do it. Um, we're very insanely private, especially her, um, with our lives. Of course. We have a lot of messages come through to us, support, some hate. Um, so we're going to do something that I don't care if anyone listens. This is really, for me, I'm like my wife. Um, 
to focus on something other than homeschooling our children. Um, so we're going to, it gives us something to look forward to and to plan every week. Um, we're taking it serious. We, we sort of have little meetings about it. And it's, it's really nice that we can have a conversation. And we've filmed the first episode already. It'll launch on Friday. Um, cool. And I'll post everywhere. It's called PSA Cheese. Um, the reason we chose that name is because whenever we go out outside of a restaurant and get packed or anything like that, um, the comment section in the newspaper, which is obviously designed to bully people, um, always says, why does she never smile? Why is she never smiling? So we've said PSA Cheese. And it's going to be literally us talking in bed unscripted unplanned um about a subject we'll sort of have a loose plan of the subject and then we're just gonna have a conversation about it um but and you know what that's what people love you know they want i think so like and that. i think it, the first one i've listened back to it it's quite funny um i i think it's quite nice it's very raw um like even the the mic levels are not right but i think that's perfect because it's okay it's not quite right um we don't want it to be this highly polished anything we're not doing it to earn money or be podcast famous. My wife's never even you're do, listened to a podcast. You're doing for fun. You're doing, you know. That's exactly it. But I hope if someone listens to it, there's going to be... The, the first subject we're really tackling is bullying on social media. And I actually put some questions up yesterday, and it's amazing, actually. I've probably received over 500 questions from last night. How... how difference of opinions there is on this um and actually now i'm kind of a bit daunted by it I, it's very much in people's minds so it's going to be interesting but to hear what we say about it. it's it's an important topic you know bullying and social media i mean my wife actually uh when she was younger she got bullied so you know she actually even wrote a book she went on a lot of tv shows in france and all of this and it's a, it's a, it's an important topic to especially nowadays there's so much bullying and it's hard for younger kids, I mean, there's kids being bullied at 12 years old, 14 years old, you know, like, and it's, uh, others, um, I want the most heartbreaking one was, and we'll cover this more on podcast, but a guy, a kid was 10 who tried to take his own life because he was getting bullied at school, um, or through social media because he didn't have enough likes or things like that. Um, I don't know the answers to it. Um, but maybe we have got a voice yeah we, we can make a that. difference yeah and it hopefully it does um i actually we'll tell more but i actually gave this kid my phone number um and my views on how to deal with it are probably a polar opposite to petra's and that's what's going to be i think quite interesting for the the conversation our conversation is going to be like any other mum or dad yep. sitting around the dinner table talking to their friends about do you let your kids use phones? What do you want for your kids? All these things um, I'm hoping that we can bring to light. But as I say, it's, it's for people to listen uh, if they want to and hopefully enjoy something and just something quite nice and fun. Um, sure. We're going to have some guests on it and I think we're going to have some good guests as well. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I already subscribed. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to listen it, to it with my wife. And if I have any questions, I'll send them to you. But, uh, yeah, perfect. And as I say, anyone that's listened to it, please just, just message yeah. us and say, I hated that or I like that no, or I didn't like good. this. I, I'm, it's really, it'll be really interesting to see because 
I want to make something that's interactive, even though it's not live. But that's what, what it's all about. I think it's, you know, even the purpose of these lives is that there's interaction. I see people putting comments, asking questions. And, you know, that's, that's very powerful when you use any form of media. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I see Bobby Parker there. I know they make coats, great coats. <laughs> Winter I'll, I'll in England, get, get on them and, uh, and order some, some coats. For sure. Well, I don't need them in Miami, but, you know, if I, I'm definitely going to get some coats for New York or London or whenever I get there. <laughs> exactly. so I'll check it out. Sam, thank, thank you so you much for being much. A, a wonderful guest. Um, and I look forward to seeing you, whether in Monaco, London, Miami. Probably we're going to be in Europe at this summer. So um, yeah. if you come to Miami before, let me know. But we'll see. 100%. You know? I really hope to get to Miami. Sounds good. Sam, have a great evening and I'll see you soon. Oh, see you just quickly. How do I subscribe ah. to your podcast, Sam? Just go on to PS Say Cheese. Is it on all platforms? Podcast it will be, um, will be. Go on the website, on the Instagram handle, PSA Cheese, and then you can, you can go on there. All right, guys, make sure to follow Sam on Instagram and also subscribe to his podcast. It's going to be amazing. And feel free to, you know, give your feedback. Feedback Thank is always you very good. very much. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.